0: Here is a sermon that was preached by Pastor Balan in one of the Sunday morning services. So, even this morning, we would like to continue our same series on "Follow Me." Last couple of weeks, we have been talking about following Lord Jesus Christ. We talked about how do we follow Lord Jesus intimately? How do we follow Lord Jesus Christ willingly? And how can we follow God faithfully and sacrificially? Last week we spoke about it. And this morning we are going to talk about how do we follow our Lord Jesus Christ by faith. By faith. You know, God wants us to follow Him. God wants us to follow. You know, every time we heard the voice of the Lord in the Word of God asking us to follow Him. The reason why God reminds us to follow, if the reminder is not set there, people tend to go away from God. People tend to stop following God. And this morning, I believe God is again, once again, reminding you and me that it is time that we need to start following God. We don't want to be visitors of visiting God. We don't want to be fans of Lord Jesus Christ. We don't want to be just believers of God, but just following God. Believers, at times, they believe for great things from God, but then you know what? They, they forget about Lord, if they forget the Lord when things are going well, but God is expecting you and me to follow Him. God is looking for followers, and we talked about only followers of Lord Jesus Christ. Those who are following Jesus on this earth can also follow Him when we go to eternity. You know, if you need to go to eternity, certainly that we need to be followers of Lord Jesus on this earth, and we also said, unless we follow Lord. It's very difficult to make someone else to follow Lord God. If we are not a disciple, we cannot disciple others. So for many reasons, God is asking us to follow him. And this morning we are going to talk about how do we follow Lord Jesus Christ by faith. You know, the whole Christianity stands on the fact saying that we have faith in God. You know, faith is a very, very, you know, important ingredient of, our, of Christianity. Everything happens by faith. We don't see many things in, with our physical eye, but we know there are many things happening. And how do we know? We know that by faith. We're trying to give a definition this morning before we get into the topic. What is faith? What is faith? You know, faith is just believing the unseen. Faith is believing the unseen. It is just as simple as if we say that there is air in this room, we believe it. Right? Even though it's not a good comparison, but then I'm just saying, we believe it because even though we don't see it, we believe it. So faith is believing the unseen. Let's get back to the you know, root definition of the word faith from Hebrews chapter 11. Verse 1. Hebrews 11, one gives a beautiful definition for faith. And it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. What is faith? Can we just repeat that word? You have that in the screen. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So what is faith? Faith is the substance of things. That means there is matter. There is something that is existing. So faith is the substance of things hoped for. And you don't have that matter. You don't have that stuff in front of you. But you hope. You have, you put your faith in that. You trust. You believe. And you hope for it. Because one day it will happen. You believe it. And also the evidence of things not seen. We don't see many things today. But when... Faith is nothing but the evidence of things that are not seen. You know, it looks like both are contrary. Evidence of things that are not seen. You don't see, but then you, what is faith? Faith is nothing but the evidence. What is the evidence? That's the proof that that is there. So how do you get that proof? How do you know that that is there? By faith. Right? So faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Now I'll just make it simple, a little more simple. Faith is, it's not really, how do we feel about it, right? Sometimes the air we feel, you know, that's why I said it's not a good example. Faith is not, how do we feel about it? You know, what I really mean by that is, when you pray for a sick, when you pray for a sick, after praying what do you ask, now, how do you feel, Right? Now, how do you feel? So, is it the right question to ask when you pray for somebody by faith? So, your faith should say, now he is all right. Healed, yes. Now he is healed. But then when you pray, the obvious question that we ask is, how do we feel now? So, faith has nothing to do with feeling. So, faith has no feeling. Have you come across people with no feeling in their life? Whatever you say, don't really care, right? So there are people with, you know, in a way way it is good. I wish I'm like that. (laughs) You know, people without feeling. So faith does not have any feeling. It's not about how do we feel about it. It is faith. You know, when we pray, you know, sometimes the the sickness will not go because we try to feel that. Okay, now we stretch and say, oh, I have a little more pain now. So faith is just gone. It is believing it. It's not just trying to feel it. The moment we feel it, we are trying to see things how they are. Then we lose faith. Where is faith? If you try to experience, if you touch, try to touch and see, in there, there is no faith. Faith is also not believing that God exists. But faith is taking God at his word. Faith is not just believing that God exists. Angels believe that God exists. Even demons believe, obviously if angels are believing, demons believe that God exists. So, but they do not have faith. So faith is not just believing the existence of God, but faith is taking God at his word. I believe it because God's word says so. That's it. There is nothing else. That's the end of it. You know, faith is something more than what we can imagine. And this morning, I pray that God may make that so clear to us. Faith is also putting what we believe in action. If you remember a scripture from James two seventeen, faith without action is dead. Faith without action is dead. Faith is also putting... What we believe in action. You know, that's what we see. That's what what we say. Angels believe and the demons believe. But they, they, they don't have action. And you and I, God is expecting us to do things in action. You know, you pray about it. And you have faith. And you believe it. And you now show that in action. You just show that in action. Then we see things happening. So faith is... The trust that we have in God, the belief that we have in God, and once that comes in action, we see results taking place. Let's look at the next slide. How do we follow Lord Jesus Christ by faith? What do I really mean by that? You know, this simple diagram is going to tell us, how do we follow Lord Jesus by faith? You know, these pictures, they represent the the, the journey of of a believer. When he becomes a new believer, he believes or he begins his life by faith. And faith says, you don't see now. You don't need to know anything about it. And then he grows a little more, he comes a little closer to God. And faith says, do not depend on you, just depend on me, God says, through faith. When he was a beginner in Christ... Faith says, you don't need to know anything about all that. You need to just go for it, move forward. And as we come closer to the Lord, as we just start growing, faith tells us, depend on God. Not on you, depend on God. And a little further, we get into trouble in our lives. We, have deal, we deal with the problems every day that we handle. We, have, we face all the difficulties that we encounter in families. And now faith says, Run by faith. Run by faith. Just do not stay. Move forward. Run by faith. And at the end of our life on this earth, we need to conquer it. We need to conquer the world by faith. Now, I just want to take you a little bit, you know, deep into this this morning to show how faith practically works in our lives. Let's continue. First of all, let's talk about somebody who is a new beginner, new believer in Christ. And we are talking about following by faith. And faith tells that person, you don't need to know anything. You don't need to know where you are going. You don't need to know what you are doing. You know, that's what faith says. Because faith is not seeing. Faith is not touching. Faith is not feeling. Faith is just believing that God is there. Faith is just believing, taking God at his word. That's what is faith. So faith says, just follow me. Follow God by faith. You don't need to really know where you are going, but you need to know. You need need to just follow. You need to just do what God says. You know, exactly that's what God spoke to Abraham. That's what God exactly told Abraham. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 8 says. Let's read Hebrews chapter 11, verse 8. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive as an inheritance, and he went out not knowing where he was going. Did you hear that? Not knowing, Abraham went, not knowing where he was going. That was faith. You know that's the reason he is listed in Hebrews eleven. Faith tells us, just keep going, just moving forward, move forward. The moment we receive the word from God, we don't wait. We just take it further and we move forward. Even though we don't know where we are going. You know, I mean, you, you just need to relate that with some of those things that happen in your life. In your lifetime. You know, there are points, There are times in your life God would ask you to take it further. Move further. Do not stay. Even though you don't know what is happening, what is going to happen. And God, even at this moment, speaking to us that He is expecting us to move further by faith. Knowing that God is faithful to his word, knowing that God will make everything all right in my life. You know, we often say that we need to take a step of faith. You know, that's very well applied here. When someone is a new believer, when he comes to Christ, as a church, when we try to, you know, lead him to Christ, we tell him, just take a step of faith. Salvation is a step of faith. Baptism is a step of faith. Anointing of the Holy Spirit is a step of faith. You know, the life that Christ expects us to live on this earth is by faith. That's the reason scripture says, anything that is not coming from faith, anything that's not of faith is a sin. It's a sin. You know, even when we gather together as a church, when we try to do things by faith, you know, that's where God is pleased. If you're not trying to do things by faith, it is a sin. It becomes a sin even. And faith says, you don't need Eyes to follow God by faith. We don't need eyes to follow God by faith. You know, I don't know whether you thought about it. I thought about it because probably that's the reason those people who are blind, they have more faith in God. Because they don't see anything that we see normally. The moment Peter saw the sea was so boisterous, his faith went down and he began to sink. You know, that's what happens when our eyes are open. When we try to think many, see many things that are happening around us, our faith goes down. And faith doesn't require eyes. Faith, All faith requires is blindness. We don't need eyes to follow God. Second Corinthians in 5, verse 7, Paul says, For we walk by faith, not by sight. We walk by faith. You know, how do we take that word and apply that in our lives? Do we depend on what we see today? Do we just believe what we see today and think that that's the end of it? No. God is asking us to move further, move on faith because we are called to walk by faith. Faith is also, you know, says that we don't need to sense faith. We talked about feeling faith. There's another word. Faith doesn't have sense. Faith doesn't have touch or feel. Faith has no sense at all. Faith has no sense. You know, sometimes we say that we, how many senses we have as a human? Six? We have six senses? Or five senses? Oh, we are in trouble now. Five? (laughs) Okay, we have, uh, I'll come to that. So we have five senses, right? What are they? Oh, you never expected me to ask that question today morning, right? Uh, uh, Okay, seeing and hearing, tasting, smelling and touching right so we have five senses and what is the sixth uh, sense now dear brother Chilla. sixth sense oh, okay <laughs> so sixth sense is faith right sometimes we say that think about it you have all the five senses to see touch and feel and smell and taste and see what is going on around us but imagine if God is asking you to operate with your sixth sense and you forget about it. You don't have all the five senses. You have only one sense. That is the sixth sense. If that is faith, you'll be a good believer. You'll be a strong man of God. I believe Abraham had that fifth, sixth sense. I believe Noah had that sixth sense. You know, that's what God expects you and me to have. That sixth sense. That senses what God says in the word of God. And take God at his word. And move moves forward. Faith. Is the sixth sense. That's the reason Jesus came and appeared to the disciples. But at that time when he appeared, Thomas was not there along with them. But later Thomas joined and disciples told, We saw the risen Savior. And Thomas couldn't believe it. Thomas couldn't believe it. And Thomas said, Unless I put my uh, put my fingers in the print mark, in the, in the nail print, I'm not going to believe it. And in fact, Jesus appeared to him, and once Thomas had a feel of Jesus, because he was a, you know, a person who wanted to feel it before believing it, right? We are Thomas at times, right? We just, want to, we just want to feel it, otherwise we don't believe it, you know? I have trouble in believing many things in my life too, and I'm sure it's the same with you. We don't believe it, we just want to feel it. Thomas was exactly you and me, like you and me. I don't know, that's the reason we say he came to India. So, you know, then you know what? Jesus spoke to Thomas, told Thomas in uh, John chapter 20, verse 29. We read that. John chapter 20, verse 29. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believed. That is the definition of faith. You know, how many more things that we have not seen in our lives? You know, I have not seen a big church. I have not seen many people coming and following Lord Jesus Christ. I have not seen many people raising raising their hands and giving their life to Jesus. We have not seen many people getting healed in the presence of God. We have not seen demons cast out in the presence of God. But this morning, God wants us to believe. And he is telling us, blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. There may be certain things not happening in your life yet. But this morning, God is telling you that you need to believe it. Because you are a blessed man and woman of God. And you need to believe it. You don't just wait to see that happening. It will happen if you believe it. And this morning God is telling us how do we follow. And first of all we, we, we said we don't need to know in order to follow Lord Jesus by faith. Secondly, faith tells us to start depending on God more than depending on you. So faith as we grow in the Lord, what of God teaches us? Stop depending on you. So, because faith does not depend on our abilities. Faith doesn't work on, you know, what what is our qualification. Faith doesn't work on, you know, how many times we read the word of the Bible, entire Bible. Faith doesn't work by our work. Faith works once you believe, once you move by faith. And God expects us to work based on faith. He wants us to believe and then he wants us to do. But not in the other way. Faith doesn't depend on God. I thought about again Abraham. Let's turn to Romans chapter 4. There's a beautiful scripture there. How Abraham was not completely, totally he was not depending on himself. When God promised him. But instead he depended on God. Romans chapter 4 verses 19 and 20. And not being weak in faith. He was not weak in faith. He did not consider his own body. He did not consider his abilities already dead because his body was already dead since he was about a hundred years old and the deadness of Sarah's womb. Verse 20 says, Abraham 19 says, Abraham did not depend on his strength. Abraham did not depend on Sarah's health. Verse 20, he did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. You know, when God promised that I will multiply you, I will bring offsprings to you, when God spoke to him, when God promised Abraham, think about that situation for a moment. If Abraham would have thought for a moment that I am 100 years old now. I don't have ability to reproduce. That's my ability. But Abraham's scripture says, he did not think about His strength. He did not think about his abilities, but instead he depended on God's word. He was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. All that he knew was God told him that I will do it. You know, that is what is faith that makes you to depend on God. It is not according to our abilities. It is not according to our strength. Faith is not at all trying to achieve something by our strength. It is asking us to depend on God. You know, in every situation, God wants us to depend on Him. There are certain efforts that we take, but ultimately, the, the, the blessing comes from the Lord. We need to do what we need to do from our part, but ultimately, the blessing comes only from the Lord. And this morning, God is telling us that we need to start depending more on God. We need to start depending more on God. We don't need to think about what, who we are. We don't need to think about what we are, but let's think about God and His promises in our lives. Faith is not at all worrying about our weaknesses. Faith is not at all worrying about our inabilities. Faith is depending on God at His word. And this morning, God is telling us that you need to read the word and put your faith in God through the word, as what I say to you. Thirdly, faith or following Lord Jesus by faith. Someone grows in the Lord and he's learned to depend on God Now as we grow further, we get into the practicality, the difficulties of life. Life is not that easy at times. We get into problems, we face, we encounter a lot of issues in our life. Health issues and family related issues and issues everywhere in our workplaces. There are trouble. You know, in various areas, we have a lot of problems. And God is helping us to deal with those issues by faith again. Let's turn to Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. Here, the writer of Hebrews says, you need to run the race by faith. You need to run the race by faith. It is a race that we are all running. We all compete with each other to reach the goal. It is a race that God is training us to run this race until we finish our life on this earth. Until we reach the finish line. God is training us and this is what God is telling us as, all of us as all of us are trying to run that race. He says, therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight. And the sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. So we are all called to run that race that is set before us. It's not the same race that you are running. I'm I'm running. We are all running different races. The race that you are running is maybe different from I'm running, what I'm running. Each one of us has given a path to run. And God is expecting us to run in that race, in that that track. Hebrews 12.2 Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of God, right hand of the throne of God. You know, scripture is asking us to run a race. We are talking about following Lord Jesus Christ by faith. At times when we follow, there are times when we walk. There are times when we run. And here we are talking about running the race. Running the race. And scripture is saying we need to run the race by looking into the author and finisher of our faith. What does scripture says, the pioneer who started that faith in our lives, the author... Through him, the faith came in our life. Once we started believing Lord Jesus Christ, one fine day, we believe Lord Jesus Christ, faith came into our life through him. And now he promised us saying that eternal life is there for you. And we 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 will be ending our life on this earth again by faith. That's the reason he is the author and finisher of our faith. And scripture is saying a couple of things. When we want to run by faith, when we want to follow Lord Jesus Christ by faith, these are the couple of things that we do. Number one, by laying aside every weight. By laying aside every weight. Obviously we know a runner cannot carry a lot of weight and run. So he has to leave everything aside. And scripture is asking you and me, we need to leave, or leave those things aside by faith. It may be a family burden that you may have. And God is telling you, just leave that aside. Because you cannot carry, we cannot carry. It may be a a health issue that we may be dealing with, but God is telling you that you need to run your race by faith, by leaving that aside. So once you leave that aside, you put your trust in God. Number two, sin that easily ensnares us. Sin is very dangerous. Sin works exactly opposite to faith. What faith is trying to do, sin destroys. You know, when we have sin in our lives, when we have given room for sin in our lives, we will not be able to run. Because we are trying to do things by faith. Faith doesn't work if we have sin in our lives. Because the enemy will find out and he has a legal right in our lives when we have sin. So faith doesn't work. And God is telling us, just get away from sin. Whatever it may be, Just, just throw everything aside. Thirdly, run with endurance. That means don't give up. Don't give up. There is pressure is so high on you, but you know, it is is expecting you to give up, but do not give up. Faith is not just giving up. God is asking us to run further, not getting afraid of pain and shame because that's what Jesus did. He took pain on him. He 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 took shame on him just because he wanted to run by faith. Not getting afraid of pain and shame. And that's what exactly running means by running by faith. So basically, faith is not looking at the surroundings. Faith is not looking at what we go through in our body. Faith is not looking at what we go through in our family. Faith is not looking at the surroundings. Faith is not getting discouraged when our faith is tested. There are times our faith is tested. Let's again come back to Abraham. Abraham's faith was tested. Let's turn to Hebrews chapter 11, verses 17 and 18. Hebrews 11, 17 and 18. There are times in our lives our faith is tested. We think that we believe in God, but when faith, when trial comes on our way, when our faith gets tested, we need to stand again. We need to run in with endurance. Verse 17 says, Hebrew 11, by faith, Abraham, when he was tested, he was tested, offered up Isaac, and he who had received the promises offered up his only begotten son. There was a point of time in the life of Abraham, he was asked to sacrifice his own son. And he could do that. How? With the faith. Faith on the promise. The faith on the promise. He would have thought for a moment, my son may die, but the promise never dies. My son may lose his life, the promise will still stand. You know, that was the faith. I don't know whether he thought about even if he dies, God may raise him up. I don't really know what he thought at that moment. We can come out with various ideas. But one thing for sure, his faith was on the promise of God. What God said, I will multiply you. I will multiply your offspring. And Abraham thought, maybe Ishmael, but then God said, no, he is not the promised son. Then we, he got Isaac, he was sure that this Isaac is the promised son. And Abraham was very sure that promise is going to be fulfilled through Isaac. But now God is asking him to sacrifice the very own promise that came into existence. You know, that's how God works at times. The very same thing that was promised by God was asked to be offered up. But Abraham... He knew that it was the promise. This son was the promised son. But he did not put his faith on the promised son. He put the faith on the one who gave the promise. You know, that makes a huge difference. We pray for blessings in our lives. But the more we start, depending on those blessings, God is not happy about it. God still wants your eyes to be fixed on Him. On Him. On God. The moment we take our eyes away from God... We lose faith in God, we start depending on our surroundings. The more we depend on our surroundings, we get into trouble because our faith doesn't work. And God wants us to set our eyes on Him finally, following by faith. <coughs> so, someone who started his life by faith walked into it without knowing where he's going. And secondly, he was strengthened by the Word of God not to depend on Him, but to depend on God. And as he grew in the Lord further, he encountered a lot of issues and troubles. And God prompted him saying that you need to run by faith. And finally, he's about to close, end his life on this earth. And God says, you need to conquer it by faith. You need to conquer it by faith. Let's turn to 1 John 5, verse 4. There is a beautiful scripture. 1 John chapter 5, verse 4. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world and this is the victory that has overcome the world our faith our faith this is the victory that has overcome the world our faith you know how do we end our life on this earth that's again by faith through faith with faith by faith we can overcome this world that simply tells what Jesus told to his disciples. He looked at them in John chapter 15 verse 19. He said, you are not of this world. You know, don't, be, don't, 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 don't feel really bad about it because people are hating you. People in this world will hate you because you do not belong to this world. And God says you belong to an eternal world, eternal heaven. And we need to get done with this world in order to enter into eternity. And how that happens? That happens by faith. That happens by faith. How do we know that our life is not just going to end forever? We know that there is an eternal world. How do we know it? We know it by faith. We know it by faith. John chapter 11. Let's let's read that scripture. John chapter 11 verse 25. John chapter 11, verse 25, Jesus said to Martha, before he woke Lazarus up from the dead, Jesus said to Martha, this is what Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. Though he may die, he shall live. I am the resurrection and the life. You know, we are talking about following Lord Jesus Christ by faith. When we come to the end of our life, God says, even though you die, you will live, And how that happens? By faith. By faith happens. Eternity is so real to you and me, only when we believe it. Following Lord Jesus on this earth by faith leads us into the eternity. Because even that is by faith. You know, in the life of a Christian, everything happens by faith. Everything happens by faith. You know, someone who finds and who understands this truth and someone who brings his life into the life of faith and start moving in faith by faith, and you will see his life will be victorious. His life will be success. And eventually we see he will go to eternity. And God wants you and me to go there because the eternal world is not for everybody. Eternal world is not for everybody. Eternal life can be inherited only through faith. Because scripture very clearly says, let's read that scripture. Revelation 21 verse 8. Revelation 21 verse 8. It gives a list of people who will be in hell. Who will be not in the eternal heaven, but in the eternal hell. I'll read that for you. Revelation 21 verse 8. But the cowardly, unbelieving, Abominable, murderers, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. So if you carefully listen, know the list and understood the list, the cowardly and unbelieving, unbelieving will not go to eternal heaven. And God is telling us that we need to live our life by faith. And as we continue and come to an end of our life, the eternal world is only for those who believe in the Lord. Just want to close with, you know, thinking about the life of Stephen, one of the early martyrs of the church. We read about him in Acts chapter 6 and verse 7. In Acts chapter 6, Scripture says, Stephen was filled with faith. He was full of faith. Acts chapter 6, verse 8. And Stephen, full of faith and power, did great wonders and signs among the people. Stephen was a man of God. God used him in a mighty way. And scripture specifically says he was full of faith. Not many people were given this, you know, given this accreditation saying that he or she was full of faith. But Stephen is one among very few. He was full of faith. And, because, and God did many things through him, and his life came to an end very soon, in chapter 7, verses 54, 4 to 60. We will write, read those scriptures. That's a great encouragement today. Acts chapter 7, verse 54. When they heard these things, when they heard Stephen speak, they were cut to their heart, and they gnashed at him with their teeth. But he, being full of the Holy Spirit gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of the Lord hand of God and said look i see the heavens opened and the son of man standing at the right hand of God then they cried out with a loud voice stop their ears and ran at him with one accord and they cast him out of the city and stoned him and the and the witness laid down their cloths at the feet of a young man named Saul And they stoned Stephen as he was calling on God and saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Then he knelt down and cried out with a loud voice, Lord, do not charge them with this sin. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. You know, you and I can have a question here. Chapter 6 says, Stephen who was full of faith, and power, did great things, great signs and wonders. Now, he couldn't do anything when when the end of his life came. You know, that was a point in time for Stephen. And Stephen was about to be killed as a martyr there, about to die as a martyr there. Stephen's faith has not faded away. Stephen was full of faith. By the same faith with which he could do miracles and wonders, by the same faith, now he could see Lord Jesus standing at the door of the eternal heaven. By the same faith, he could give his spirit to the hand of Lord Jesus Christ. He, was, he could hand over his life into eternity by the same faith. The same faith that we carry today. The same faith that we have in Lord Jesus Christ. One day, we will go to eternity by the same faith. You know, that's why it is important, very important, that we need to follow Lord Jesus by faith. And this morning, you know, it may be just a, just a slightly different message to you. But that there is a truth that is conveyed here. That we need to, we are called to walk by faith. We are not called to walk by sight, sight. Just in order to summarize what I said. When we begin our life, we don't need to know really anything that what God is about to do in our life. We need to just obey the call of God in our lives. The call of God means so many different things in our lives. Sometimes God is calling you to follow him. Sometimes God is calling you to do His work. Sometimes God is calling you to do full-time ministry. Sometimes God is calling you to do various things. When God calls, we just go for it blindly, just believing His word. That's, what we, that's how we begin. Now when we start walking, the faith teaches us to depend more on God. And when we encounter struggles in our lives, God is asking us to run with endurance, fixing our eyes upon the, upon the one who authored the faith in our lives. And he's, the, he's also the finisher of our faith. And with the same faith, we are going to end our life on this earth. We are going to conquer this world and take victory over this world. And as we enter into the eternity, and everything in the life of a child of God happens by faith. Shall we close our eyes this morning? Hope you are blessed by this teaching. Please write to Pastor Balan Nathan at balan.hipm.org. God bless you.